You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 HD2 Northport. W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run him back to the Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. We're live, local, and ready to get things rolling on your radio dial at Tide 100.9 as well as on the radio network uh, on Facebook, uh, incorporating Martin Houston fan page, personal page, Tide 109, Exit No Sports, Alabama Tradition, uh, as well as YouTube, Martin Houston Live, and Facebook at Martin Houston 35. On Twitter, we're live, local, and ready to get things going. You can chat us up in those various online outlets, as well as call us on the traditional Alabama One hotline, 205-342-9904. That is the Alabama One hotline, and it is open for business to hear your thoughts, your comments, your conversation we're going to continue some of the conversation we had from yesterday uh, with Nick Saban. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, the, the GOAT talked to us yesterday. So we may incorporate some of his audio, or at least some of the comments he had to say about some of the players. Got a little true-false set up for you uh, as well. I'm going to be talking about some true-false with Coach Saban, even making some comparisons to maybe the Bear and what separates Nick Saban from the Bear. Why he may stand alone uh, atop the Mount Rushmore of coaching when it's all said and done. We'll talk about that. Of course, we have recruiting. We won't have Hank South today, but we still talk recruiting right here on the Martin Houston Show. So we'll still talk recruiting here in the third quarter like we always do so if you have some recruiting questions go ahead and post those in chat and or give us a call uh during that time to talk some recruiting love to hear from you remember that this is a day that the lord has made so let's rejoice and be glad in it take some time today to notice someone love someone serve someone be the difference you want to see in the world today good morning x how you doing sir 
Good morning. Doing well. How are you? Uh, doing well. Doing well. Um, I I see that uh, we're going to talk a little true false. Talk a little bit about Nick Saban from yesterday. Uh, and uh, Matt Dog once again uh, may be uh, our candidate for worst take of the week. Um, hmm. Matt yeah, Dog. It's it's pretty bad on the head and the greatest coach of all time. Okay. So kind of taking that, that we'll, we'll start off with, I'll, I'll let you incorporate that into the conversation, but the first true false does Nick Saban need to do anything else to separate himself um, fr from all other coaches as the greatest of all time, uh, is he sitting alone on the top of the Mount Rushmore of coaches, or does he have some company? I think that I think that's false. I don't think he has to do anything else to separate himself. I think anything he does after this is just added, but no. Nothing else, in my opinion, is needed to separate him from the rest of the coaches in college football. So he sits on uh, Mount Rushmore at the greatest of all time by himself? I mean... Or, or, or it, would you it, put somebody else up there with him right now? So when I look at Mount Rushmore, you look at all the presidents. And the president that stands out the most when you look at look at that is George Washington. He's the first. He's the top guy. And then everyone else come might come close, but doesn't reach the level of importance that George Washington did as far as starting this country. So in that sense, I think he's the top dog on Mount Rushmore, but I don't think the other nobody else is on that level. Like I think you, you, you can have Bear Bryant up there. You can have a Woody, you know, just depending on what you like, a Woody Hayes, a Tom Osborne, uh, uh, Newt Rodney, any of these guys that you, uh, Bobby Bowden, anybody like that you can think you can put up there, but there is just a slight separation between Nick Saban and the rest of those guys. Mason, your thoughts on that, and then I'm going to ask a follow-up question to that. There's just no way you can put anybody else up there with him. I mean, what do people want him to do? Like, you know, have a 17th place recruiting class and go 7-5 and five one more time and build it all back up again before they consider him the greatest? It's a stupid argument. It's a stupid thing to bring up. I don't understand why Mad Dog has decided to start to tarnish his own reputation as a good analyst by saying things of this nature. Yeah, this, this would be... He doesn't know football. He, he, uh, he's not a he's not a football guy. He's a shock he's, jock. He's That's the issue. Football. He's a shock jock. Like he he makes his money saying absurd things, and people need to understand that for what it is. I'm sure he's a perfectly intelligent fella that doesn't actually believe a lick of what he said on the air yesterday. Well, I didn't get to hear yesterday, Aiden. Uh, uh, and uh, and uh, X, you know we. we well, we already I think talked about. Remember Mason what he said. Y'all remember what he said earlier this year, right? And, and he contradicted himself yesterday. That's what makes it 
so funny because of what he said earlier this year. It was a contradiction. Mason, do you have have that yet? Yeah, I've got it ready. We can play it. Uh, well, hold on one one quick question before you before you do that. Um, okay, no, no, let's go ahead and see what uh, Matt Dog who 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 was kind of like ro- talk show radio talk show royalty as far as the whole shock jock uh, sports talk guy, but he seems to be desperate uh, in some of the comments he's making, or. He's just playing the game because we're talking about him again uh, in, in terms of what he's doing. So maybe that's his whole goal, say something stupid and absurd and get people to talk about it. But to me, uh, it's not going to garner him any younger viewers. He may keep the old ones attached, but he's not going to get younger people to to value his opinion at all. Here's what... Matt Dog, uh, ESPN sports analyst. Where I don't even know where all he's at now, but um, trying to make the leap over to football, and to me, seems to be struggling. But here's what he had to say about the goat of head coaches. And the best college coach no. ever. No, oh, great oh, coach. Oh, best oh, ever. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Best ever. No. What? What? Best ever. You could go to Alabama with the players he has and coach and win some more. What? Best, Nick, best you're coach saying ever? Nick Saban is not the best coach not ever ever. in college not football? Ever. No, no. no oh, no. my God. He's in Alabama. That's an easy place How was play. Alabama before he got there? Well, how about Gene Stallings? Gene Stallings. Gene Stallings. He won a championship. He won a title. You're going to bring up Shula next? Who are you going to bring up next? No, I won't bring up Shula. Really? Oh, my God. But Stallings, that's a good one. You brought up Shula. Funny, funny. Stallings, I'll tell you the best coach in the history of college football. You ready? No, I'm not. I'm not going to. Don't look at me that way. You're on my team. I know I am, but I'm nervous about what's about to happen. It's not Newt Rockney. Okay. It's not, uh, you know, it's not Frank. It's not Leary. There at Notre Frank Leary. Yeah. It's not, it's not Bear Bryant. It's not Pop Warner. Okay. At Old Carlisle with Jim Thorpe. Okay. It's not Alonzo Stagg. Oh, it's not my Walter Lord. Camp. Okay. Number Walter Camp. Yeah, of course. It's Walter Camp Award, yeah. The best coach, in my opinion, for my money, in the history of college football, is Ara Parr. Sigian. Oh, my God. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. What's so funny? Can I have some years? Oh, that? my Lord. Can I what? Oh, just, my just God. Just years. Okay. Yeah, just, just dates. 1964 oh, okay. to yeah. 1976. I, I wasn't so familiar. Yeah, that's just absolutely terrible. Like... What, what, what was he about to say from 1964 to 1976? That, that's when Air Park Season was the head coach at Notre Dame. But here's he won, the kicker. He won two titles during that run. And he that's the third most in Notre Dame history. New so, Rodney, and, and he didn't even say the guy's name right, it's Frank Leahy won three and Newt won four. So how is he the greatest coach in college football history if he's not even the most the best coach at his college? Yeah. <laughs> but, but once again, I, you know, we're, we'll come, carry this conversation over to the second second quarter. Um, but 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 the, the absurdity of what he said was Nick Saban don't qualify because he's at Alabama. And 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 he even says he names Coach Stallings and he names Coach Bryant. Now, 
Now, Alabama has had a winning tradition before Saban, and that's why I start the conversation off with, has Saban separated himself from the winningest coach of all time uh, before Bouton and Paterno uh, coached till they were 150? Um, and, and, and average wins per season. Look at, look at, look at Saban. If he just continues to coach in the next four to six years, six years, I think he'll pass Bear Bryant in number of wins here at Alabama. So I guess my question is what we, we, we've said that Nick Saban can stand alone, um, on the Mount Rushmore, uh, what right now he's, he, he's on Mount Rushmore with other coaches. I want us to talk about in the other, in the next segment, why he may end up standing alone on Mount Rushmore and not just on the mountain, but literally you have to have, uh, a division one and a division one, uh, uh, double a, uh, for Nick Saban. And what would he have to do in the next, you know, in this eight-year stretch, if he stays eight years, uh, what else would he have to do? Maybe even throw a true-false in there about something around those eight years. As we go to break, Curtis Lewis makes a great point, guys. He says, yes, he needs to keep coaching to protect his place against future contenders, not past. So, I think what Curtis is saying, he stands alone if you look backwards in history and he needs to continue to grow to protect and solidify himself in the future. We'll talk more about the greatest coach in college football in the history ever. Coach Nick Saban right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks and no rain over Tuscaloosa County at the moment. Everything looks pretty good. If you do see conditions throughout the morning that folks need to hear about, just give me a call, 205-886-8886. If you need a new vehicle, you need to go to Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer, the home of a lifetime powertrain warranty. I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky will stay mostly cloudy today and tonight with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms likely. The high today, 82, tonight's low 70. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and storms. The high in the mid-80s at 85. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. It's time for the Martin Houston Show with the same hard-hitting, no-nonsense approach in which he played the game. Martin will take you inside the locker room, down on the field, and across the goal line with his in-depth analysis. All 
right, welcome back into the Mark Houston Show. Don't forget about Taco Casa. Taco Casa is your choice for your lunch and our dinner needs. Go check them out at one of the six locations in West Alabama, one up in Birmingham off of Lakeshore Drive. That's Taco Casa. Taco Casa, quality, taste, and value. Under the biggest cactus in town. If you're just now joining the show, uh, really uh, start off with a little true false. Is Nick Saban standing alone on Mount Rushmore? Or does he have some company? And the answer is he has company, but he stands uh, alone up there in terms of importance. Has company, but can Nick Saban or what can Nick Saban do in the next few years that would absolutely set him apart? Um, I know we got a... Um, uh, a couple callers, so we're gonna get to them. But guys, I got some true false questions around. Uh, it, name one category uh, that Nick Saban isn't the best at, and the only one you can get probably is wind. Uh, uh, when it comes to uh, evaluating coaches, and I'll say this before we get to the phone line: uh, X Mason Aiden. Guys, listen. Do, don't you love it when when they go? Well, he has the best players, um, but he 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 doesn't get to draft the best players. This is not the NFL. He gets the best players because of his recruiting efforts, and he maintains getting the same players because of his recruiting efforts and the success of his program, right? So uh, – uh, I don't understand when people say that as if recruiting is not a part of the job. That would be like saying, hey, you know what? I really like uh, uh, Martin Houston's show, and he has the best show on the radio, which is true. He has the best show on the radio because he has the best insight. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's like that's part of the show. I mean, that's part of the coaching is recruiting guys. Come on on that real quick. Uh, Mason, I let you go first. Then X, you respond. I mean, I, it's just, it's, it's so ridiculous at this point to, to try to discredit Nick Saban for anything and to try to discredit any coach for, well, they have so much talent. Anybody could do it. How do you think the talent got there? Who do you think brought that talent in? You know, it's it's just a ridiculous. It's it's not even a it's not even a, a fathomable argument. It's not you know it's not even a proper argument to make. Yeah, they act as if like Nick Saban gets uh, first choice every year in the draft. You know, you know what I mean? Like like they forget what our record was actually when when Saban first came here. Oh, without a doubt. And the way I look at it is this, and this is why I said earlier that it's a contradiction. I said Alabama gets the best players. Well, when you said Alabama couldn't be the best program of all time, it was because Alabama didn't win enough in between Coach Bryant and Coach Saban. There was only the one national championship in 92. So was it be, is Saban winning because he – Alabama just gets the best players or because he was able to come in, recruit the best players, start winning with those guys and continue that. But, but and, and I, I, we got to get to the college, but, but guys, think about this. Nick Saban not only recruits the best players, look at his track record with five stars in their transition to the NFL and look at the rest of You could take all of the rest of the country 
since they started tracking five stars and Nick Saban has been at Alabama and see where he falls. I mean, where his how many he sent to the first round versus everyone else. And that's how they determine five stars is guys they project to first rounders. He has sent probably more guys as first rounders than the rest of the country combined when it comes to five stars. You have to add all of them up together. So not only did he recruit the best players, he developed the best players to becoming the best players. So uh, it's just it's just crazy. There's some more stuff we got there, but let's get to Chuck and Joey. Chuck, you're in with the Martin Houston Show on the Alabama One Hotline with Martin Houston and Xavier Houston. What's on your mind, sir? Good morning to you all. I had that gave me a good, a great laugh uh, before I head to work. Uh, Mad Dog. I didn't, I didn't even know that man is still on the air. I remember him from the Mike and Mike and the Mad Dog fame. He Maybe he shouldn't be Chuck. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I forgot all about that guy. <laughs> it shows that in what you said, brother Houston, the younger generation wouldn't know about him. And, and, you know, we knew about him, you know, from up there in New York City. And, uh, you know, he, he's, the, he's, the, he's the Howard Stern of, uh, of sports. That's, that's what he mm-hmm. does. And, uh, and, um, and, and him coming up there talking, you know, up in New York City, football's not a big deal up there. He just, he just running his head. Yeah. He, 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 and, 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 you know, I, uh, Mason, you're in this industry. Xavier, you're trying to get into this industry uh, you're in this industry now. You're trying to, you know, both get your footing. Um, guys, will that type of uh, talk work with the office generation and younger? No. Or will they have to have more content? No, I, for, I, I'm about 10 years older than Mason. But I know for my age group, like, no, this, this, that doesn't make any sense. And we want the 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 meat. And we just don't want all the fuss. That's why I think you see our generation. We're not fans of of Mad Dog. We're not really big fans of of a Skip Bayless guys like that. We we want yeah. more than that. <laughs> and so I so that's what I'll say for I know my age group. What about you, Mason? Eight and either, both of y'all can come if you want. Yeah, I want to hear from both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I fully agree with what X said. I think, you know, going, I don't know, I'm not a fan of just the, the hot take to get as much, you know, interaction as you can with your stuff. I'm more about, you know, more about trying to actually bring some substance with the arguments that you present. You know, I try to, especially when I'm, when I'm on the show, when I'm writing anything, I try to always back up what the uh, what the opinions that I have are. And I, I think, you know, like like X mentioned, you know, guys like Skip Bayless, guys like even Stephen A. Smith, Mad Dog, you know, there's, there's countless guys, Colin Cowherd. They all just spout these takes with no repercussion, and I, I try not to be like that. Yeah. It, that's, that's I, yeah. Uh, thank, thanks, Chuck. I'll all give right. you closing thoughts. All right. Okay. All right, you all take all right. care. All right. Uh, thanks, Chuck. Yeah, and Chuck brings up a good point. We don't even – most people don't even know who that guy is or haven't heard of him. And what's interesting – now, I will say your generation – uh, not necessarily you guys personally have been victim of the clickbait mentality just because of social media, uh, Twitter, social media. Were you right in like, you know, tidbits of information? Uh, and so you guys, you know, as, as a generation, that is something that has worked. But to me, when you're given an opinion on sports, everybody can see the story, right? 
by the time I come on the air and I talk to Xavier about this, Mason often is like, like you can't come on radio and do like a newscast guy, you know, where a newscast guy kind of just gives you the story. Well, that's why you see some stations going away from news sportscasts at night. Why? Because by the time you get to 10 o'clock at night, have you not read every story that's going on? I mean, you've seen every story. So it's really not a reason for me to even tune in to you unless you're going to give opinion and fact uh, and, and say something. So he's giving the opinion side, but he's not backing it up. I mean, saying Aaron Parsegan is is the greatest coach of all time would be like making an argument for uh, Coach Stallings, even though Coach Stallings was a great coach. Coach Stallings winning one and having a seven-year period where he won, you know, 10 games a season in the modern era and saying he's the greatest coach before Nick Saban. That's how, that's how crazy that argument is for Aaron Aero Parsegan being the best in Notre Dame. Let's bring in Joey. Joey, you in with the Martin Houston with Martin and Xavier on top 100.9. This is the Alabama One Hotline. What's on your mind, sir? Yeah, good morning, gentlemen. Um, I think we're comparing different eras, and I'll open with a question which doesn't demean anybody. Would Bear Bryant's 61 football team beat every one of Saban's football teams? Not even close. Uh, Wait a minute. Saving with dog walk. Wrong. If they're playing by sixty-one rules, they'd mop the field with them because they. What rule would that be that would change? They what rule would that be that would change? But they played both ways. In other words, Saban's team would march down, but when those three hundred and twenty-five pound defensive linemen have to cover a kickoff, (laughs) the game's over. They didn't. Well, Saban got enough guys. The linemen weren't covering kickoffs. And, and, okay, okay. Here's there was what very you're assuming. Here's what, you're, here's what you're assuming, though. Joey, you're assuming that Nick Saban can't condition his players to play both ways. I didn't say that. I just said the players. It's different eras. In no, other no, words, here, here's, a different, here's a different era, too. 70 pound tackles. Jo- Joey, Joey. How much did the offensive line weigh? How fast did they run? How fast were the DBs and running back? Hey, listen, Joey, I'm a realist. I'm a realist. I was a very, very good fullback and really dominant, okay, in my position, not trying to be arrogant. I played my position as well as anybody played it, potentially in the history of Alabama. If they brought fullbacks back today, I, when we went back for the 25 reunion and, and I was out there on the field with those guys and I'd been back before that, I looked and, and, and I pissed off some of my teammates. I said, guys, we better be glad that we came along when we came along because we would not find a place on this team. And that's exactly what would happen. You take this team, any of Saban's teams, Joey, and put them back in those days and, and, and give, Coach, give, give Coach Saban – Give Coach Saban 200 scholarship athletes, Joey. That's what Coach Bryant had. Let's be real. Give Coach Saban the number of athletes that Coach Bryant coached with. He would never lose. It wouldn't matter if if a wide receiver went down. He'd just have the next guy up. They could only substitute one player between offense and defense. 
Do what? Back in '61, they could only they could there was not unlimited substitution. The players got on the field and they could only substitute one. Joey, do you think conditioning in 1961 was better? I'm talking about everything was better in 1961 than it is today. And then you look at just the obviously not size. Okay, and now you look at the size. What I'm saying. The 300-pound linemen that can't leave the field because they have to go both ways and cover kickoffs would not make it a full So quarter. you're telling me that you Coach Bryant played with 20-something players? Bryant played, and the tackles and linemen were 170 pounds. And so imagine those guys getting laid today they'd, to If they played by, by today's rules, obviously they'd get killed. But if they Joey, play by the rules back then, Joey, Joey. They... hold on, let him imagine. finish. Let him finish. Joey, you finish? Go ahead. Joey, I, I'm making sure. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me give you something, Joey. It, it, you're assuming that because of a guy's weight, he can't be in good shape. That's what you're assuming, right? I'm Do you understand what happens when a 300-pounder hits a 170-pounder for a, an entire quarter? Do you, do you, do you, do you understand how football works? There was a reason that Nick Saban, when he came to Alabama, absolutely mauled smaller teams. It, it, you're, you're, you're assuming that conditioning, the nutrition, the conditioning, and everything of today – you take these guys and put them back in that era, they, there wouldn't even be any Alabama players left potentially if based on what you're saying. But here's the other point. Here's the point. You're saying that he, he could only substitute one player. Bear had three deep. He didn't have to substitute more than one player because he ran out three units. You're moving to the time of unlimited substitution. I'm talking about when it was limited. So you're saying, you're telling me that Nick Bear Bryant played a full game with 12 guys on offense and 12 guys on defense, and the same guys played all the positions? Most of the time in 61 and 2 and 3, it didn't So there were only 12 guys playing? It didn't change until 66. Only 12 guys playing? There was more than 12, but... Uh, that, that's what you're saying. You're saying they could only substitute one, and they played offense and defense and special teams. Yes, you couldn't substitute an entire team. Today's linemen leave the field and get oxygen after two plays. Definitely not on the offensive they're line. Excellent condition. I'm not knocking today's guys in their condition, but there were 300-pound guys back then, but they didn't play because they couldn't go both ways. Because look and you'll see the tackles on all the teams and linemen. <laughs> well, hey, Joey, the other part. So uh, listen, Joey, Joey, if you ever j just get a get get one of those computer simulations to show you what'll happen. Uh it, it, I mean, I, like I said, hey, listen, much respect to 61. This is not about not respecting 61. But if you don't think that these guys could condition and play both ways just because of what you've seen, um, 
Most of them play both ways in high school. They just platoon when they get to college. Um, you, and, and then to say that that he didn't have a, a starting defense, he had some guys that played both ways, not all. But the other thing, what? Did, how many scholarships could Coach Bryant have? I think it was one twenty-five. But I'll quote. Okay. You. All right. So when he got his one twenty-five, where did Everybody all of the most of the best players go? Everybody what? could sign that many. Right. So where did most of the best players go? Alabama, USC, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and. Who did Coach Bryant never beat? I think it was Texas. Notre Dame. Notre Dame, Bryant right? Notre Dame. Or no, he didn't beat Notre Dame. He didn't beat Notre but, Dame. That's uh, why Notre Dame people say that Coach Bryant is not the greatest coach. Because when he had his opportunity to beat the team that was considered the greatest at that time, he didn't. Nick Saban right. has won more games against top 25 than all coaches of all time put together, uh, you know, uh, and he's played more of those games than anyone else. It's just we're, – we're, we're comparing era. If you were to give Nick Saban – put it like this. If you, if you think – do you think Nick Saban could go back and would he win more or less in uh, than he won now in the, the Saban era – I mean in the Brian era? I think Saban would do well back in that era as well. And do you think Coach Bryant would duplicate Saban's success in today's era? I, I think mm. Bryant would be successful in today's era as well. I think he'd they be successful, both. but I don't see him duplicating it. What, 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 what's Bears' worst, worst season? Has, has Nick Saban had to do a rebuild at Alabama? And I'm not trying to dog Coach Bryant. Saban had to rebuild when he for his first year. He had to and rebuild had when he first record. year. So did Coach, so did, uh, and so did Coach Bryant. So Coach Bryant had to rebuild. But right. what happened when football changed on Coach Bryant? He, he had adapted. a couple down years, right? They adapted. But but he had some down years in that adaption. Uh, well, while he was adapting, right? Right. How much has football changed? in Nick Saban's coaching career at Alabama compared to how much it really changed during Bryant's era? As I'll say, not the same because of the unlimited substitution that occurred. Now, no, no, I I'm think saying, I'm, a lot. I'm saying you're picking one You said 61. You picked one year. Back in uh, the, when they played both ways and it won the national championship. And, and, and what I'm telling you is if, if they were to make the rule today, make the rule today, you could only play if, – if you were to bring that rule into today, who would be the most dominant coach in today's football? Saban would still. That's smart, smart all of them. Why? He's the best adapter, and uh, yeah. uh, he's proven that in his era. I think he's the best adapter of all time. He's never how many how many losing seasons has Saban had at Alabama? Is it none or was the first year a losing season? I wasn't losing. No, it wasn't a losing season. 
Other than that six-win season, his first year since Alabama uh, climbed the pinnacle to number one, what's the most game saving has lost in a season? Three, right? And we say that's possibly his best team, 2010. Other than that, he's lost one, two, or zero. I complimented him. I just said that when we talk on the we we're talking about different eras and the rules have changed so much. And you're saying that Bears sixty one team would beat Saban's team, and I'm telling you Yes, if they played by sixty one rules. And I'm telling you Joey, that, that, that I'm telling you that you you're making the assumption that these guys because they don't play both ways that they are not conditioned. For an entire game. Joey, do you, you realize a 320-pound offensive tackle or a 330-pound defensive tackle laying on a guy that's between 100 and – I'll give you 200 to 225 pounds for four quarters. Wait, wait, that That guy, that 200 to 225 pound guy would be absolutely – dog tired by the time that game was in. He wouldn't have anything left in him. You're assuming the other, the smaller fella's not going to win some of the battles. And you're assuming the bigger guy is. Even if it starts down in the first half of the first quarter, they're not going to last the entire game. let Let me ask you this, Joey. Let me ask you this. If I told you you could take a 175-pound guy, condition him to the best of his ability, and then I could take a 300-pound guy and condition him to the best of his ability, do you think Evan Neal couldn't line up and play both ways? Not for a 60-minute game against the other guy. Why? Why do you assume that? He gets oxygen every other play. For every third, Evan Neal never left the field for Alabama, except when on the defense offense. on on and when, never left the field. <laughs> I played both ways in high school, um, and because I came from a school that had twenty three players. Okay, I had I played with and had twenty three players on our team, and you think of a a, a high school with twenty three players. What does that tell you? Uh, most likely that you're probably going to have a bunch of guys. You're going to have a bunch of guys that's doing what? Playing everything. I didn't, I didn't come off the field for punt. Um, I didn't come off. I didn't, I came off the field. I'm sorry for punt return and uh, kickoff coverage. Okay. And, and I was a 250 pound tailback in high school, Joey which would be the equivalent of a 300-plus-pound offensive lineman. Right? I give it you to give it to you. And, and I played both ways, and I was the player of the year as a linebacker and signed in college as a fullback. What's the difference? You're saying that, I, I mean, I could go back to that time and, 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 and would have been playing against smaller guys. A 250-pound tailback 
250-pound linebacker playing on everything but two special teams in the South. I'm telling you, it could be done. And I wasn't, and I and I would not brag of myself of being the best conditioned player. Not even close to what Saban would have had me in. But I also can tell you that when I got to Alabama Joy, they wanted me smaller. You you, you hear me? Uh, yeah, I remember. You, you, and, and I dropped down to 215 pounds, Joey, and had to play. And when I was hitting those 300-pounders, it was painful compared to what it would have been when I got back up to 230 my senior year. It's a difference, man. The weight equals mass times speed equals power, and the power game would have been even on more display. I got to get the break. I'm telling you, we got a bunch of callers. We'll get Thanks, the break Marvin. right here. Thanks, Joey. Appreciate the content, man. Hey, listen, that's your opinion, and you brought it, and we appreciate it. That's Joey saying, hey, 61, take care of Saban's players today. Come back on the other side. We're going to have to run through some callers uh, right here on the Martin Houston Show. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama Crimson Tide football team had 19 selections to the 2022 preseason coaches All-SEC team, including six to the first team. Both are league highs. The Houston Texans have officially placed John Metchie III on the reserve non-football injury list. The Baltimore Ravens have released Slade Bolton. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks and no rain over Tuscaloosa County at the moment. Everything looks pretty good. If you do see conditions throughout the morning that folks need to hear about, just give me a call. 205-886-8886. If you need a new vehicle, you need to go to Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer, the home of a lifetime powertrain warranty. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn 
which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com, that's peptalks35.com, or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. To the Martin Houston Show. Joey making the statement that 61 could beat today's game. Eh, I can't go there yet. Uh, I know the rules may have changed and. I, I'm going to go back and look at how many guys actually played and got PT. Uh, but uh, another factor, and this is not um, making it about black and white players, uh, but Coach Bryant's most dominant era was night. It was decade was the 70s. What changed for Coach Bryant? He added African-American players. And when he added those players, the game changed and he became more athletic, gave him more options. And I'm not knocking anybody before that because that's the way the game was played. But you have to admit that the game of football is a much more athletic game today uh, as a result of what changed at the University of Alabama in the 70s. Uh, And um, we thank those who paved the way for guys like me to come without there being an issue. Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston Show uh, with Martin and Xavier on top 100.9 Alabama One Hotline. What's on your mind, sir? Man, hey, you should have just said 2012. That shows him that mass times speed equals death. That uh, <laughs> them little shrimp that Notre Dame had. Uh, but anyway, hey, let's talk about oh, what I Oh, good about. job, Pat. I mean, huh? uh, good, good, good That's point. That's money. They weren't playing both ways, though, Pat. I'm just kidding. I, I, it doesn't matter whether they're playing both ways or not. They couldn't play at all. <laughs> but, uh, hey, but let's hey, let's go back. Let's go on our uh, my, uh, my main call is about recruiting, as you will know. Thanks, not we'll get it. I want to talk about uh, Damian Wilson. Uh, he's a, a six four uh, edge rusher out of uh, Venice, Florida, and I want to see what uh, what uh, X can bring to the table about this guy. He looks very very special to me. Uh, he's not committed to anybody, and uh, i just looking for a backup plan uh, in case uh, Russo decides to go to Georgia, Russo. And, uh, and uh, I, I think this guy is special. Uh, X, what do you think? Uh, yeah, Damien was a 6'4", 230 out of South Florida. He, he's the top 40 player in the country. Uh, number six overall edge. Uh, Alabama's very high on him, and I think it really depends on what Keeley and Russo decide to do. It will determine where he ends up. Um, he he has Bama, Ohio State, Georgia, Miami, and Texas as his as his top choices right now. So I just really think it depends on how everything shakes out with those two guys. If we get one of them, if we get both of them. Hey, most likely he'll be somewhere else. If we don't get any either other one, from what I've heard, Alabama might be the place for him. That well, because uh, I, 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 I don't think he's got him listed as number two edge rusher. Uh, 
I saw his film. Hey, he's a bad man. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, hey Pat, we're we're, we're going to kick recruiting. Uh, probably talk a little bit more about that tomorrow, since the show kind of yes, exactly. We'll we'll, we'll we'll call back tomorrow and have some more content. Hey, right. y'all yes, have sir. a blessed day. Uh, we want to talk you. about the kid that decommitted from Michigan State as well. All right, thanks, Pat. Uh, uh, welcome into the program. We have uh, Linda. You in on the Alabama One Hotline? What's on your mind, ma'am? Good morning. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Yeah. I'm, I'm well. I'm well. First time I've listened to about three years, but, well, you know, but listen, you gave that guy far too much time. Coach Bryan in his early years did not play against nor recruit the very best athletes in the nation. They were all in the slack. Let's just, let's just call it the way it is. They were down there with Eddie Robinson at Grambling. They were at Texas A&M. And not Texas A&M, Texas Tech. All of those black schools, Jackson. They were, that's where they were. And, and Eddie Robinson put 200 in the pros. Yeah. He had a winning record of 408 against 165 losses with 15 ties. Now, if you don't mention him as one of the greatest coaches ever, I, he didn't have the facility that the other colleges had. He cut the field. He drove the bus. He did everything at Grambling. And still he was a winner. So this guy wants to put Coach Bryan above everybody. Coach Bryan did not play against some of the best athletes in this line until late 60s, early 70s. Am I correct? Yeah, and, and I don't know if you heard mention, mention that the about. The SEC was all white, and, and the SEC played against all white teams until they came up against USC. And who showed out on them? Who showed out on them? Sam Cunningham. Sam, Sam Cunningham. He showed Alabama. I was at that game. He showed Alabama how to play football. And Coach Bryan was very wise in getting with Johnny McKay and setting that game up so his prejudiced fans could see what how football is played. So this guy needs to go back and look at history. The best athletes that were in Texas and Alabama that didn't want to go to Alabama a and they went north. They went to the Big Ten who accepted them as opposed to the SEC. So learn some history before you come on Martin Houston's show, Spreading Ignorance. Thank you for your time. Thank, thanks, Linda. Good to hear from you. And, and you know, uh, and listen, if we're talking Eddie Robinson, everybody, everybody, anybody knows that Eddie Robinson uh, belongs on, on a mount. Only reason I separated him from the conversation is because of the different levels because there's you can find diff different levels but what he did uh is unmatched so uh and and he is a guy that would i think would do it today as well uh but I, you know th that well let's get to todd let's get to todd because i don't i want todd thanks for your patience todd you in with the martin houston show what's on your mind sir yeah, uh, first of all i want to say a uh, great show um uh, passion from all the callers is uh Second yeah. to none, uh, roll tide. Um, you know, yeah. but the guy, um, was his name Joey? He he has a little bit of a point, and um, I know uh, you can't compare uh, college to to high school or little league, but you know, I remember one year we took a little ninety pound ninety pound football team, and I mean that was when when um, weighted football was uh, the thing to go. All the kids had to be weighted. We had a bad to the bone little ninety pound ten uh, year old football team. We went to a turkey bowl and. And 
we were playing unlimited teams. So, um, you know, we had 90-pounders going up against uh, 150, 125-pound linemen. And the first game, we know, was kind of close, you know, um, really close. And then uh, the second time, man, we took it to them boys. And um, all the parents, you know, when they seen our little team walk on the field, they just laughed and, oh, man, look at that. Look at them little boys, man. We're going to run and slap over them. And, um so it's possible for, you know, a smaller fella, you know, if he's trained right, to really do technique on bigger, bigger guys. Now, I'm not saying that would happen in 61 versus now yeah. because right. – um, And, you know, and Todd, you're correct. You're correct except for that at the collegiate level. Yeah, And I, I agree with what you're saying. You give me a bunch of little small, quick guys at the younger age and stuff like that. But when you take the conditioning – that's what I was trying to get across to Joey – is he's assuming because of the way the game is played today that these guys can't play that way because 300-pounders in 61 couldn't. Well, you know what? That's like saying uh, that 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 uh, Kyrie Jackson can't play corner. Do you understand that tight ends used to be small forwards in basketball until, uh, what was his name, Gates came out in the NFL from not even playing football and moved over to play tight end for the Chargers? Uh it, what I'm saying is the game is so different. And what was an athlete in 61? You, you take a 300-pounder in 61, man. That dude was a, a slob. He would even make the team this now. You take a 300-pounder today, and that guy can run as fast, lift as long, run as long, and run a mile at the same time the 175-pound guys could back then. Conditioning, you're conditioned to play four quarters. If you were playing four quarters and had to play both ways, you just up your conditioning is what I was trying to prove. The nutrition is better. The facilities are better. All of that. So if you take today's rules and put those guys here, what would happen to them? Because you can't you know have what, it just what? one way. You can't just put Alabama's team back then and say they would be better. Which team would win? Which team would win the most? Would do you think a sixty-one team would if 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 you took Saban's athletes today and their conditioning and put them back in sixty-one, do you think that game would be closer by those rules than the sixty-one team coming and playing in today's game? Believe it. I don't believe. I don't believe it will be even close. My point was just you know the little fellas. You know, look at look at Belichick. He's able to find those bad as the ball, little small guys plug them boys in and they can play. But, um, you know, my point was just, you know, the little fellas, they, they, they tougher than what you think on some of them football teams. And well, um, I, I agree. You know, I mean, I mean, like I said, it, but, but he was making a comparison between, you know, yeah, exactly. eras and trying yeah. yeah. If you take, if you take big boys from 61 and big boys from 61, Saban, I mean, bear, bear won. That's why he won. Because his got, smaller guys were better conditioned than the teams that had the big guys. And guess what? Todd, the North still does it. They still bring those big plotting guys down south. And we got big plotting guys who are athletic. And we still put it on them. Right? It hasn't changed. It, it, it's, it's, it's still the same. Uh, they're just bigger. Uh, we're just bigger and athletic instead of small and athletic now in the south. So, and uh, thanks, thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. Call back anytime, man. Sorry, they, they, they got the music playing. Got to get out of here. Hey, listen, guys, remember this. And, 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 and we, we can pick up the conversation tomorrow because this is a, probably
Fire Sale Friday, Free For All Friday, and we'll keep it going right here on the Martin Houston Show. But the game changed uh, about 50 years ago. Uh, in the era of football today, guys, let's just face it, is better than it was. Bear was dominant in his era. We give it to him. Saban would be dominant in any era. And we'll talk more about why on tomorrow. Thanks, X. Thanks, Mason. Thanks, Aiden. Thanks, call the listeners viewers chatter for being a part of the show. Remember the remember this trust in the Lord always lean, not you don't understand. All you always acknowledge him and he will direct your past. Roll tide out there, everybody. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good Thursday morning. Police in Belize continue to investigate the murder of 66-year-old Rodney Rushing. He's originally from Alabama and recently retired to Belize to a residence there that he had just bought. He was shot several times last night as he exited his vehicle. As many as nine gunshots were heard, according to police. Family members say Rushing always wanted to live on the Caribbean Sea. A GoFundMe account has been set up. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. I'm Don Hart.